Welcome back to the Master of None podcast, where we go 365 days, bringing you a podcast every single day. Nothing is off the table. The intention of this podcast is to master the short form podcast, as well as informing, as well as entertaining. So sit back, relax, and listen, and enjoy the show. Welcome back. So we have a redacted episode. I wanted to get into some details today about um, a Ukrainian attack that happened on the Kremlin. The Kremlin. Originally, when I gave this podcast, I honestly thought it potentially was a false flag. But I'm going to redact that with information that indicates that, in fact, more than likely, it was done by Ukraine. So what does this mean in terms of the war? How does it make President Zelensky look? And what are the different aspects of it? So let's get into it. Okay, so news is coming out around March 24th that indicates Ukraine likely behind the Kremlin drone attack, says U.S. official, U.S. officials. And this is coming from an intelligence source that really didn't name who they were, but kind of what they're they're alluding to is a simple fact that this is more than likely was a Ukrainian group that facilitated it. Now, when we look at this attack, I don't know if you guys seen it, but it looks kind of strange, like two um, drones like blew up in front of the, the Kremlin, and it wasn't a strategic attack. But honestly, you know, it raises a lot of concerns in my mind more about the war just based on the simple principles of if it was Ukraine, what does that lead to? So I think probably we can break this probably down into a few points. The first point is, if Putin had been in the Kremlin and the Ukrainian army assassinated Putin, um, that would be such a detrimental transition in the war in terms of escalation. And what would that mean for the Russian people? I mean, like people might be like, oh, wow, if it assassinated Putin, Putin, it would in the war. And I'm like, that's not correct. If we've learned anything, tragedies unite people. And if you can be united from a common cause in order to fight, um, more than the time that leverage power will be potentially used. I mean, for example, we look at what happened with September 11th and the attack on, on the World Trade Centers and how united the United States was. Granted, it's not going to be the same thing, but it could have the same implementation. It could have the same impact where you had a united Russia going to fight a Ukraine, maybe potentially escalating it which is really concerning. Number two, whenever we think about which group is doing this, it looks really, really strange because it's like I did a podcast not too long ago about the um, Russian Volunteer Corps and kind of their attack and how it's transitioning into Russian lands. And you have President Zelensky indicating that they have no control, no connection to them, right? So if we're looking at this resurgence of fighting happening on Russian soil, it would almost be a form of escalation, or it is. So if we have a problem where Zelensky has no control over these groups and they're going out and fighting and doing rebel fighting against the Russians in the name of the Ukrainian war, 
that opens up to a whole different scenario. Because before we would look at the war and be like, okay, maybe there's one leader. So if there's one leader of what's happening strategically, then that allows for um, a focal point of communication. You know, the UN, the United Nations could communicate with Zelensky, hey, the strategy, what's going to happen, and they can prep for it. But like if you have these random attacks happening and you have these random assassination attempts happening and there's no one really taking ownership of it, then it opens up the narrative to be painted any way, you know? And if it's really saying like there was drone attacks flown in the Kremlin and Zelensky once again is saying he had no idea of it or even let's say he doesn't, that means there's people who are fighting this war he has no control over that are potentially going to assassinate the president of Russia. Like when you put it like that, in my opinion, it 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 feels a little bit more like an escalated event. You know, it's 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 transitioning into an environment where people like it's it's really going to a place we haven't seen in a long time. I mean, when is the last time we have seen a European um leader political leader assassinated it's been a while and we know when that happens you know it transitions into wars um so another reason why potentially this is coming up as not ukraine is the intelligence sources are stating that they didn't know about it so within when i say that is i guess there's intelligence sources that are indicating they're picking up on sigint which is signal communications from from Russian politics indicating they had no idea that anything like this happened and from like those figureheads it's being presented that there wasn't a false flag now it wasn't a false flag because they weren't prepared for it and when i mean they weren't prepared for it they they had no they had no clue that anybody could just fly a drone into their airspace like that and detonate it over the kremlin now another reason for the logic of it not being a false flag is because of how embarrassing it is and the simple fact that does Russia need a false flag at this point in the war? Um, they've already invaded. They're already doing their best to win. So what does a false flag really bring to them if they have the majority of the population backing them and Putin's going to do whatever they want? So you have to really think about it from the standpoint that it looks reckless. But if it is a false flag, um, you know, if it isn't a false flag, it really looks like a reckless attempt to go after Putin. And when I when, you know, reading this information and Fox News is covering it um, and there's other news sources, I'm just looking at one article from there because it's the only one that popped up. And it's but when you look at the information and the U.S. intelligence agency doesn't know which unit carried it out, but it's unclear if President Zelensky was a top official tied to it. So. If he was a top official and he wasn't tied to it, to me, this is probably one of the biggest red flags of, of the conflict. It means you have people working in different units, different strategic capabilities who are facilitating the outcome of this war. I mean, imagine who could be controlling that or who's doing it. Because when I look at the attack, it looks really juvenile and it looks reckless. But imagine if the Russian... For example, the Russian Volunteer Corps, which we know is a radical right Russian movement who is formed by neo-Nazis and they're fighting against Russia with Ukrainian forces. 
you know, with that kind of mentality that the friend of my enemy is also the friend of my enemy is also my friend. Um, this attack is kind of creating a situation when if they were doing that, they have they have no concern of the outcome. Their only concern is to attack and kill Putin. That strategically is very, very, it's very, it's at a point where you don't want to be there. Like, I can't, I can't, I can't elaborate, like, assassination attempt on a Putin would probably create more conflict in Ukraine than Russia than we've seen yet. And it would really ratchet up the impact of war. And when I saw that, and when I read that, I was like, oh my gosh, you know, for, for me, that is like a really telltale sign that this conflict is potentially transitioning into insurgency warfare on the Russian front. And whenever you have this insurgency warfare take hold, it's really hard to determine who's doing what and in order to have control. And as a result of it, usually you create martial law because you have to create more of an environment where it can't be done. You know, these attacks can't be carried out. And and if we're fighting more wars on Russian fronts and it's Ukrainian, it's going to spill over. And if there's any spillover, it's a whole different narrative. It's like it's different whenever you have Russia invading Ukraine. But if you have Ukrainians attacking Russians in Russia, the war is going to escalate and transition into something much, much more deadlier than probably what we've even thought is possible. And we're getting trickles of it. You know, we're getting a lot of different narrative is being bought i mean we look at what happened with the group in um belograd belograd and how that war and conflict affected things on russian soil you have insurgent groups fighting and narratives being said and you know and it's like people say the last the first truth the first lie that is lost in war is the truth being told and we look at these narratives that are coming out of it and for example this is it a false flag or is it an an uncontrollable attack. I mean, that really is is a lot of concern. So, obviously, the intelligence organization is putting that information out there for a reason. In my opinion, um, they're putting it out there so there's a lot of a lot more framing and understanding of the conflict. Because for an intelligence agency to be like, "Hey, we think this is Ukraine. It's not Russia." Why would they even say that? I think they're saying it. So the message is being clear, you know, if, if you're if you're the United States and you're trying to put information into the media, remember, putting media and intelligence out there is a form of narrative control. And maybe they're trying to signal to those individuals in the Ukrainian army, hey, we know you did it. And it's not looking like um, there's any reason to understand why or if Zelensky has no control over it. The America media is putting that out there to be like, hey, we know. This is a different unit. It's not tied to Zelensky. And, you know, if they're going out there to assassinate Putin, we're aware of it. And that's kind of why the messaging is going out there. And this key messaging is something, to me, once again, it's another red flag. The fact the intelligence um, apparatus is putting this kind of information out there when they're so, like, keep a, such a tight lip on intelligence leaking. This isn't even a whistleblower. This is coming from an anonymous source. So to me, once again, it's narrative signaling saying, we know that this is not tied to the Russian government. We know more than likely is a Ukrainian 
some type of Ukrainian force. We don't know which unit, and we can't discern if Zelensky is tied to it. So when you hear all of that, you know, I don't know about y'all, but when I hear that, I'm like, wow. I mean, we're in a whole different environment of the war where people are fighting in Zelensky or has no control over them. And can you imagine being in a war in a situation like that where you have units working independently and there's no control and they're able to do whatever they want and they're they're sending these drone attacks in the Kremlin? Because what if it was, you know, a pro-Ukrainian group within Russia and now they're fighting on Russian soil and Zelensky has no control over it? Obviously, we have the, the Russian um, Liberation Army and their main goal is to liberate Russia and kill Putin, and then you have this other, you know, Russian group, which is the the Russian Volunteer Corps, and they're trying to kill Putin as well, you know. And it's like, what type of signaling does that mean, and 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 how will that shape this war? So, I know it kind of reeled on that for a long period of time, but I, I think it's a lot more significant than what we're realizing, potentially a transition point. And I wanted to come out because originally I provided some analysis, thinking it was a false flag. But then looking at the information and thinking of the logic, it's like, why would this be a false flag? It makes no sense. A false flag is to initiate something. No one's going to to make their country look weak for the sake of doing it. And I can't imagine Russia would ever want to fly a drone over the Kremlin and blow it up just to be like, hey, you know, this is whatever. You know, so I just want to put that out there, kind of transitioning a little bit into this concept, you know. And I also want to remind you guys, if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, just go ahead and go to the bottom and click that five-star rating and let's just blow this thing up. I appreciate all the support. I want to thank you guys for listening and uh, we'll get back to you tomorrow.